What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. And it's another crazy night in the world of mixed martial arts uh, as the third one championship card on Amazon Prime went down uh, over in Kuala Lumpur. There was actually some very, very good fights, some big results, some some good finishes and all of that on the card. But a crazy main event, as there always seems to be in, in mixed martial arts, that ended in, in a crazy manner. Uh, and uh, I, I, we will uh, 100% get to that, but... Uh, three titles on the line in three different sports in this one. Uh, like the 162 card, I think they probably saved the best for the, the top of the card with the jiu-jitsu, with the Muay Thai. And um, with the MMA up until, obviously, the end, and we, we will get into that. But, yeah, all in all, uh, I think it's one of those ones where because the main, so the main event ended in a, a grind shot. And when... Uh, fight-ins like that, I suppose it's disappointing for everyone. But if you leave that to the side for a second, it was actually a very, very good kind of top of the card for one championship. And they would have been delighted with it uh, only for uh, for that reason. But um, let's let's talk about that, I suppose, because the, the main event between John Lineker and Fabrizio de Andrade was uh, a blood and thunder affair, I suppose, early... Um, Coming into this fight, I, I did the preview and, and the, I did the bets as well. And it was all about the front foot. Whoever would win the, win the front foot would win this fight. And it, that was correct, but it wasn't necessarily who won the front foot first won the fight. Because that was John, uh, that was uh, that was Andrade initially. And then it went to Lineker for a while. Then it went back to Andrade for a while. And it was a topsy-turvy type type of fight. That's easy for me to say. Um, With with, with a lot of different integers in in deciding who the winner winner was in the end. Um, As I said, to to, to go through the fight, I suppose, a bit. Andrade was winning that front foot battle at the start. Um, A knee hurt John Lineker and then a 1-2 down the middle hurt him as well, followed by another knee, followed by a head kick. And I suppose it was the takedown of Lineker that maybe turned the tide a little bit, or not even a little bit, a a large bit uh, in this one. Coming into it, I spoke about that as well, that Lineker does have in his locker, uh, going back and watching some of his fights, like he wants to get the forward pressure. If someone else robs that of him, takes the forward pressure, Lineker will go for takedowns. He will pop in underneath because, you know, the kind of, I suppose, the motion that Lineker throws those big hands with opens people up. And if they are open up, thinking a big hook is coming, coming down underneath and going for the takedown is actually like a very uh, achievable position for him. And that that wasn't necessarily what he got here at the first um at the first point, although he did get a, a, another takedown uh, in the second round, and it was more from that, but uh, he got it kind of uh, in a scramble here, and, and it was a lovely takedown, ground and pound, very good ground and pound uh, on top from John Lineker, but he didn't, you know, he didn't hold it for long. Um, he was able to get the clinch, after, uh, uh, and they kind of got back up, and then they, they separated. And you could see the second the separation happened, that Andrade... He just is better striking than John Lineker. It's as simple as that. His striking was just far superior to, to John Lineker uh, in, in that first round when they were dry, when they were fit, when they were all, you know, you know when everything was equal, I suppose. Um, Lineker did land one lovely counter left um, and he was going forward. So at the start, Andrade taking the forward pressure. Lineker did, but Andrade was making him pay. 
And even though it was bringing Lineker back into the striking, I think that the shots that Andrade was kind of landing off the back foot um, was were too costly for Lineker. And the advantage of the forward pressure wasn't enough of an advantage to kind of uh, to win him the fight well, if you want to put it that way. In the second round in, Andrade kind of let him come forward, I think, a little bit. And he just used his lint a lot more. So he was just jabbing from the outside, jabbing, jabbing away. If Lineker came forward, he was jabbing and moving, going around. When he went forward, he was just jabbing the face off Lineker going forward. And you saw uh, towards the end of the round what happened to that face because of those big jabs and because of those big shots. Before that, though, Lineker did get another takedown, as I mentioned earlier on. When he, when he, I suppose, opened up Andrade a little bit um, defensively with the, you know, the the hooks and the, the thought of the hooks coming, I suppose, but immediately got up again. Another left hook from John Lineker. Look, he always does it. Nice hooks to the body. Lovely combination. This was kind of the first time, I think, where Lineker actually landed some good combinations in the middle of the second. But the face was swelling up and it looked really, really bad towards the end. And Lineker got slower and slower and slower in the second round for me. Um, at the end of the round, the eye looked really bad. I thought the fight was going to be stopped. Um, I was very surprised it wasn't, if I'm being honest, because we'll talk about it later on. But a couple of fights, were, well, one fight especially was stopped in between rounds uh, for uh, for an injury. And this eye looked really, really bad. So I thought it'd be stopped, um, you know, because of that. Starting the third eye, look, when they came out for the third eye, it was closed. It was just absolutely closed. And Andrade, smartly enough, if the fight goes on, keep fighting. He just kept jabbing it up and jabbing it up and jabbing it up. It's what I thought of. <laughs> and, and it's not surprising that Lineker did this, but it's surprising that it happened, I suppose. Lineker fought surprisingly well for a guy whose eye was basically closed. I thought he was kind of leaning away from that side. And all the jabs that Andrade were landing were on the other side. I think it was his, what was it, his right eye. So they were landing on this side and he was throwing that left over the top uh, and actually landing it pretty well and doing doing pretty well. Now, he wasn't winning the round or anything like that or there wasn't a comeback on, I don't think. But um, for a guy who looked so badly hurt, he was fighting very, very well. But then it got bad because um, Andrade was starting to kind of push forward a little bit. Came inside. Now, there was a shot. I'm not sure, actually. I'm recording this directly after, so <clears throat> they, have, they haven't made, uh, played any great replays or anything of it. Maybe they don't have the angle, but there was a shot, and I'm not sure if it was low or to the body, and it made Lineker kind of go back, and Drage went straight forward. The ref didn't call it, so I, I have to assume, I suppose, it's to the body. Um, and uh, Lineker, went, as I said, went backwards, uh, Andrade came forward and hit him with a massive knee right to the cup. No doubt about this one. Absolutely an illegal blow right to the cup. Um, and Lineker went down. He was down for ages and ages and ages. I was actually doing the press conference at the time asking questions. And I was like, uh, <laughs> which is going in first? The press conference or the, uh, or the, the low blow timeout, I suppose. And uh, I think it actually was the press conference, to be honest, because Lineker wasn't it i don't know if it was he that, that he wasn't able to continue it's funny enough obviously i think both lads are probably going to the hospital after that one uh, so they weren't able to come out for media availability and uh treachery wasn't either so i didn't get the chance to ask but um what was it a case of he was too injured and he couldn't continue or it felt like they were the cup broke so when he hit him with a knee to the cup his grind guard broke 
that's what they said in commentary. So it, it, they're kind of saying, oh, they're looking for a new one. They're trying to get a new one. And I, was that it? Like, surely they could have found a new one. There was like, you know, uh, 15 other lads or 16 other lads or whatever fought earlier on. Surely one of them could have, would have had a cup they could have given him. I know it's disgusting or whatever, but I don't think it was that, to be fair. I think they probably would have got that. Um, but the fight ended and ended no contest due to the accidental law blow. I suppose it was the fair thing to do at that stage. Look, for Lineker, look, it was an awful bad kick, and if it breaks the cup, you know, you're. A, I don't think anyone's accusing John Lineker of uh, of lying down or anything like that, but it was, you know, he's probably going to lose at that chase. He was badly closed. He was losing all the rounds. Little bit of a blessing in disguise. <laughs> kicked in the balls. Probably as hard as you've ever gotten kicked in the balls before. I'd, he'd probably take it he'd probably, he'd probably take it I'd say so um, yeah look a disappointing into the night a very very good interesting fight before that but um, yeah uh, as I said a, a bit a bit disappointing uh, other than that um, then we had the kickboxing matchup between um, Regan Arcel and uh, Sinsamut uh, Klimny uh, very interesting five rounds for the uh, the belt at 170 pounds split decision win for Arcel. Spoke to him afterwards in the press conference. He was a bit surprised. He said, uh, "He, you know, he he didn't obviously didn't think it was a split decision, but he thought he won well. He said he didn't think it was a close fight, which is interesting. I thought it was I thought it was a close fight overall. Uh, if you're to score the fight as a whole, which Roger Championship did, it probably would be a close fight. But in the rounds, I think he did. He, and he said to me as well, and I asked him about um, the way he fought in terms of starting slow and getting, uh, not necessarily quicker, but upping the pace of the variety and the, the amount of strikes he was landing and the pace as well, obviously, of, of which he was striking. Um, but I think it was a slow start by both guys, if I'm being honest. Uh, some leg kicks from both of them early. Look, the leg kicks throughout the whole fight were definitely a story, especially from Klinmi. He answered, for, uh, he, he, I suppose, uh, called first, if not answered is the wrong word. Uh, he called first with a, a body kick, uh, which was very, very nice. Big right hand from Arcel, followed by another uh, in the first round. So we kind of kicked off maybe a minute and 20 into the first round after a very, very slow start. Both kind of typical upright Muay Thai stances, I suppose, if you're an MMA fan. Jose Aldo type of of uh, very, very tight, technical, good Muay Thai. Uh, Klinmi landed to the body throughout the first round. Ursula landed the hard leg kicks. Two straight lefts, or two straight rights even, from Klinmi towards the end of the round were very, very good. Ursula started to push the pace. Um... And uh, do you know what? It actually helped Kimmy counter. So I thought he won the first round and won it pretty well. Um, in the second round, Ursel was definitely pushing forward more and it was all him in that second round. Landed some lovely knees in the clinch, landed some lovely leg kicks and was countering very, very well. You know, they described him, I suppose, on the commentary and in, uh, in the press conference as well as someone who loves to go forward and maybe is a little bit surprising when he let Klimmy go forward. But he was winning in that position and he was happy enough to do it. And he kind of said himself as well, look, you know, I can fight in every position and I was happy enough to do that as well. The third round in the Klimmy leg kick again was really a, a big factor here. He was trying to push ahead, landed a few hard rights, Ursel uh, jab back in, uh, into forward position, but Klimmy still kicked the legs. He was landing loads of shots. I thought it was a better round for him, and I, I thought he won that third round. So, very, very interested at the midway point. Um, and I thought it was probably 2-1 to Klimny there. In the fourth round again, low, or, and it wasn't a midway point, but three of the five rounds uh, done. 
Loads of leg kicks again from Klimny, but this time Arsenal was kind of landing back, I think, a lot better than previously. Um, lots of hands thrown in this round, but a very good defence all around. I thought that was the closest round of the first four. Very, very close. Was it 2-2? Was it 3-1? I don't think, honestly, I don't think you could complain either way after that. But in the fifth, Arsenal jabbing to the body, landing more kicks, and he really took this fight away from Klimny, I think, in the fifth. Now, if you had him down 3-1, it wouldn't have been enough, but he did anyway. A nice body, from, uh, body shot from Klimny towards the start of the round was, was probably his best thing, but Ursel was was leading very well. Klimny landed nothing big, really, after that. A few leg kicks. Big Ursel right hand late was a lovely, lovely shot. Klimny's face just started to absolutely open up and bleed, and it was all red. So, um, Ursel definitely won that that last round uh, and I think it all comes down to the fourth to be honest it's 2-2 two, two in 1, 2, 3 and 5 and in my opinion or maybe I'm wrong I'm not, I know a Muay Thai uh, scoring expert or anything like that I, ca- I think it came down to the close fourth whoever you like and that probably won it I would probably give to ourselves so I think the right guy won in that one then we had BJJ. So here, here we go. Here's my here's Sean Jean, BJJ expert, about to give a BJJ breakdown. Here we go. Uh, Kade Riotola versus Yulai uh, Kurzev. Now, Kade came out afterwards, said he wants to, to move to MMA. He's definitely going to have an MMA fight next year, in the first six months of next year. In fact, he said, um, wants Shin Yaoki. Very, very interesting. And uh, this was like an MMA fight, to be honest, because, and, and I said it to him as well in, in our press conference, and he was kind of going, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was rough at Dumble. Uh, Ulai came out, and he, he at one stage, he he just put his, like, hand in the throat of Riotola and, like, literally, like, palm punched him right in the throat. And then he was pulling his head down, and he kicked him at one stage, like, in a trip. It wasn't a trip, it was a, it was a calf kick, like... So Ulai was like not taking this easy at all. And you know what? Riotolo did not take a backward step. He didn't mind at all. He was like, come on, let's do it. Um, as I said, kicking the legs, grabbing the head. Ulai got a big throw in, but Riotolo took the back. Beautiful. So flattened him out. Again, like an MMA fight. Got the back. Do two hooks in, flattened him out, looking for the rear naked choke. Didn't get it. Almost got the, the arm triangle from the back. There's probably the jiu-jitsu nuts out there. Probably tell me a, a better name for that. But it was like an arm in rear naked choke from the back. Arm triangle from the back. I don't know what it was. Someone, someone in the comment section, BJJ nuts in the comment section, let me know exactly what the, the name of that submission is. But uh, Ulai uh, defended very well, got back up. And then there was a standing rear naked choke because he, he kept him on his back. <laughs> Riotola wouldn't get off him, but Ulai slammed him down. Again, rough and tumble stuff here. Um, Ulai stood back up because he landed on top. Uh, you know, very good to land on top. But like, stand back up. I, I felt this like Ulai was never going to win. Like, he might survive, but he was never going to win. Like, he got on top. He got into the position you'd want to be in. And he's just like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> You know, I stood back up and go, I'm not grappling with this lad. It's a, it's a jiu-jitsu match. He's like, I'm not grappling with him. I, I, you know what? I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> to be honest, I wouldn't fucking grapple with him either. But uh, <laughs> he didn't. And um, that's when the throat grabbing uh, incident happened. No one really said much about it, but I was here watching it, you know, expected it to be non-contact like BJJs, and he's boom, right into the throat. Um, flying triangle attempt, in, in my opinion, maybe not, I don't know, Judy, two people know better than me, from K, didn't get it, landed on his back. Tried to take down, got his back briefly, then he landed on top to the Riotolo, and he stood up, dropped for a heel hook, 
and tapped him and that was that uh, very very good stuff won the belt I love do you know what they spend the whole uh, <laughs> commentary or the whole broadcast talking about the belt and how lovely it is it, they're right it's a lovely belt <laughs> do you know what I really really like their belt I would love one myself I will see there's see there's a gap there in the wall behind me I need a belt for there throw it up there let's, let's give me it shouldn't be a belt there Shatry, and I'd put, put it up on the wall by me it is a lovely belt um, so yeah that was uh, those are the three title fights and we will uh, we will run through the rest of the card um, next up was another a uh, kickboxing match even between oh Sichitong and Butsa Mohammed Butsa whose name I can't pronounce uh, Mohammed much taller Sichitai was landing well to the body with kicks ball fighting out of the southpaw position in the first round ball throwing lots uh, late not much between them I thought in the first round um, in the second round uh, Butasa was throwing mad altogether uh, landing off the back foot lands a hard head kick arguably knocked down as well at once I'm not sure what a knockdown is to be honest because there was lads getting knocked down and they weren't calling them I'm not sure massive amount of strikes landed Sitchai came back in the indo and landed a few himself Sitchai pressure paying off late lovely straight left hands an absolutely brilliant round if you, if you want to watch a round of kickboxing from this weekend that's the one to watch second round of this third round Sitchai coming forward throwing hands uh, brought uh, brought the heat thinking he was behind big wheel kick rolling thunder kick lands big lefts late Butasa landed one late on the fence but that was all he landed in the third and it it went against him because um, Sichitong won that one. Um, and, or sorry, uh, Sichitai won that one. And uh, yeah, there was a bit of, I suppose, a bit of controversy after Muhammad thought he won it. Kind of stormed off when the decision was read, but uh, I agreed with it. I thought it was right. I thought he, uh, Sichitai did enough to come back at the end of the second round and won it. So very, very good. Um one uh, the next two fights were probably the, the two fights I was looking forward to most uh, on the card and the win. First of all, Jewon Kim versus Shamil Gasanov. Um, Gasanov did exactly, exactly, exactly what you need to do here against Kim. He played the, the perfect game plan. Anyone who listened to my preview coming in, anyone who watched any Kim fights before this, uh, it was a Martin Wynn fight, wasn't it? If I'm, I'm not mistaken, where he knocked him out. What Kim does. He acts like he's playing a long game. He acts like he's jabbing from the outside and was wanting to touch you up from the outside and kind of encourages you to come in when he, like, doesn't throw a jab or something like that, wanting to counter you in the pocket. So the worst thing you can do against Kim is actually, like, eat that bait and come into the pocket and try to land big shots inside. And Gasanov absolutely did not do that. He did not do it. Um, he was kicking the leg from the outside when he did go inside it was cutting off the cage it wasn't it, like gassing into into range and, and leaving yourself open and no, uh, you know when he it, as well when he did get inside big double leg um actually it wasn't when he got inside he refused to go inside so it made Kim come forward and the first time he came forward Shamir went underneath got a double leg and put him on the ground perfect exactly what you need to do he wants to bait you out but you baited him out and then you did exactly what you want and you put him on the on the ground and that was that basically. Kim defended very well when he was thrown a couple of times, um, got back up, got back up, but the third time there was no getting back up. Gasanov took the back, 
rear naked choke. That was, that was that. It was, it was so easy once he got the fight to the ground. His chain wrestling so good. His strength so good. His throws so good. Gasinov, this guy, I think he's what, 9 and 0 now? A legit, legit fighter. Called out to Gary Tonin afterwards. That'd be fun. Wrestler versus grappler. Let's do it. Let's do it. He, he's like MMA, RBJJ, or whatever. He doesn't mind. You know what? I'd watch it 100%. Um, the next one then, Jeremy Miata versus Daniel Williams. And what a fight this was. You know, a lot of talk coming in was Williams was probably the better striker. And by God, did Miata show that that wasn't the case here. Um, the fight started with a low kick again from Miata. Big right hand from Williams, but it, Williams was hurt worse with the right that came back. Um, Miata landed a few more after applying with a few right hands. Takedown from Miata, then Williams got knocked down hard when they got back up. Almost finished with a knee then. He got knocked down, went to kind of, I don't know if he just underground or went to stand back up, but as he was underground, massive knee, but survived it. The chain on Daniel Williams, absolutely unbelievable. Uh, it was even enough for a while in the second, but Miata just landing the harder shots. Miata um, badly hurt, or sorry, Williams badly hurt in the last two minutes. Absolutely incredible chin. Miata just, even when the fight was even, Miata was winning, if you get me. He was landing the, the cleaner, harder strikes, which is weird considering, you know, um, Daniel Williams went, uh, went toe-to-toe with Rod Tang. That's how good Miata is. An absolute phenomenal performance here. Um, Miata straight right knockdown at the start of the third. Hurt badly. Step in left hook was there all night. And Herb kind of finally stopped it. Herb didn't have a great night, to be honest. This, I was talking to a couple of lads and, and everyone kind of said, oh, this should have probably been stopped in the second round. Now, it would have been, I think it would have been a, it would have been one of those stoppages where I think everyone would have probably agreed with it, but the fighter if it was stopped in the in the second. But yeah, stopped it in the third. Bit of a mercy stoppage it was warranted, but look, it wasn't the worst in the world from Herb and he, he did stop it in the end. Uh, but what a performance for Miata. Definitely want to see him in again. Um... The next bout on the card in uh, Asatin Pau against Mehdi Zaus. Uh, that was in the Muay Thai 135-pound division. Um, Mehdi just ultra-confident. Uh, you know, he immediately made me a fan. This was his 90th fight or something. I don't think I've seen him before, but and if, and he retired afterwards, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> but, but he made me a fan in the, in the however many minutes this fight went. Hands down, moving his head, lovely body kicks. Um, Tin Pao was hurt badly with a right hand, but almost KO'd, um, KO'd many with the spinning elbow. They didn't even call that in commentary. I actually don't blame him because it was really, really quick, but he landed a massive spinning elbow and maybe just walked through it. Um, it feels like Tin Pao broke his orbital from the big right hand that happened, holding his head, and he couldn't come back out for uh, the, was it the second or the third round? Let me just check here. It was, yeah, the, the, so I went one round. He couldn't come back out for the second round. Looked like something like a broken arm, but obviously that's not confirmed or anything. But <clears throat> the second he landed that right hand, um, did Medi. It, um, you know, he held his head and he was like, oh, and he couldn't, you know, he went down to the end of the round, but he couldn't come back out then. Um, Zatut's two kids came in afterwards. They gave him 50 grand. He retired. Absolutely brilliant moment. Absolutely, you know, lovely to see it and all. So that was absolutely great. I said absolutely about 12 times there. Anyway, the opening fight at night. Look, you had one person who was a very good prospect, looked like a very good prospect coming through, and another person who looked like they probably will never fight in MMA again. 
Now that's very harsh, but anyone who watched the fight, and I'm here to give my honest opinion and honest assessment, I think that probably is it. Look, Bivens tried her best. She was closing the distance early, but she was just judo throwing. Uh, Noel Grandjean looked a different level of athlete in there. Um, Bivens did look for the armbar, so she was game early. Fight got up. Um, Bivens was tall, but she didn't use it. Tried to clinch again, thrown again. Uh, and this time Bivens decided to take her time. So she was like, well, look, that's not working. Let's just try to kind of stand on the outside. And there was nothing happened for about two minutes. And then Grandjean threw one punch right down the middle and hit her in the solar plexus. Now, this wasn't a punch to the liver. This wasn't a rib breaker. This wasn't one where you get hit and you immediately go down and there's nothing more you can do. She got hit in the solar plexus and like immediately looked over at Herbie and just went, no, 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 I'm not fighting no more. Like, I never say this, but she absolutely quit. I do the same. Someone punched me into someone. I do the same, so I'm not criticizing or anything. I'm just telling you what happened. She absolutely 100% gave up and quit. Um, but Herb didn't, <laughs> Herb didn't stop the fight. Herb being Herb, let it go. Uh, Grand John landed a few more shots, uh, and then he came in and stopped it. But like, someone literally like verbally tapped Herb and, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Literally, like, waved herself, like, she fucking Herb Dean waving herself off. And Herb was like, nah, nah, keep going. And uh, Grand John did keep going, landed some big shots, but eventually it was stopped. And uh, someone did Herb Dean's job for him. But, um, yeah, look, Grand John 4 0 now, looks like a good prospect. Bivens 0 1. You know, maybe, she, I think she's only 20. Maybe she learned from this. Maybe she come back. Maybe she needs more training, more sparring, and everything like that. But. Yeah, it was a rough, rough night at the office for her and uh, not great at, at all. But yeah, everything else, pretty good. I went through it all there. They're all pretty good fights, to be honest. Um, and, uh, you know, unfortunately what happened in the main event. But look, sometimes these things happen in mixed martial arts. All right, everyone, I leave it there. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com, and I'll see you all next time.